It's getting later and later every week, isn't it? <laughs> it's now Saturday. We've covered a lot of ground this week. I think that's why we're doing this on a Saturday and not on Thursday, isn't it, really? We've been up and down the country. We've quite literally covered a lot of ground. I mean, yeah. how many miles do you think we've covered? We've done a full tour of the south oh. of England, haven't we, really? Yeah, so a lot of miles. <laughs> but we've achieved a lot as well. It's been a really productive few days. So as a result, we've got a lot to share with you guys on this episode. Um, but before we get into that, how did you feel about spending a night in our very own haunted hotel? <laughs> hilarious it was just so bizarre because honestly this place is so big and i don't have the world's best sense of direction so i did keep ending up in random rooms thinking lord where am i so so yeah that's really good and uh, we don't think it's actually hard to do it but it but it is quite a gothic building yeah. and I did spend the whole time feeling like I was covered in cobwebs because oh, yeah. you know it has been sat empty for two years we gave our the room we were staying in a bit of a uh, a sweep down but other than that it's uh, it's still in need of a good clean and yeah, there are is. lots of cobwebs and dead flies everywhere so yeah, um, but actually it's it's a lot better than I thought it'd be for having been empty for so long well also it's it like needs a clean. living in luxury for us like if you think about when we've stayed on projects before that we've we've be we've had air mattresses on building site floors, haven't we? This oh, was awesome. like uh, yeah, five star. The only drawback was the cold showers. Yeah. That was pretty brutal, wasn't yeah, it? You were very brave. I didn't. Okay, should we get started with the episode? Yeah, let's get going. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Mark Winship, and my name is Caroline Winship, and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team. We couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, though, there is never a dull moment. Oh, you can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Service Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Service Podcast or Secret Service Podcast? So progress at the hotel started in earnest this week, didn't we? we? Yeah, I think we can certainly say we had all our ducks in a row on that day. We've we've really hit the road running. Um, we've had electricians, we've had plumbers swarming all over the building, doing all of the testing. Um, a few gremlins have turned up, which is only to be expected, mm. I guess, when you're looking at uh, somebody has converted an older building and it's kind of just it's turned into a bit of a Frankenstein and yeah, they've bolted on various bits and pieces. So I guess that was. To be expected and you never quite know what you're going to uncover with these these older buildings until you you start stripping them back and we've um you know we've we've come across that many times before haven't we so that was kind of built into our expectations but i can't remember if we covered this in the last episode but the the reason that we are so keen to hit the road running on this one yeah i, I don't think we did but i think it's even if we did it, it's worth perhaps repeating what an yeah. amazing opportunity this I don't, is. and that's the thing isn't it the exciting thing it's a great property but, uh, and it will cash flow really well but the exciting thing is really the deal in this mm -hmm. one and we, we're taking this property on on a lease option and what that essentially means is that we will uh, lease the property for um best part of 12 months mm -hmm. and at the end of that period we have the option but not the obligation to purchase the property and the beauty of this model is that we will be doing that at its new commercial value yeah. so our absolute top priority over the next few months is to get this place up and running get it cash flowing as much as possible to because maximize to maximize it because ultimately the 
the the valuation that we get when we come to buy it for the first time in 12 months will be directly related to the income that it's generated yeah. Yeah. so that's why we're trying to hit it really hard i mean we never hang about anyway do we we, we <laughs> like to get these things moving but um that's why we're hitting this one really hard so we've had loads of people we've had as I said, we've had plumbers um, surveying the site. We've had electricians doing all the do three days worth of yeah, testing. We've had our internet team, Blue Sky. Our internet team, Blue Sky, have come on. So we have a serviced um, supply for our Wi-Fi in a lot of our buildings and our hotels and our yeah. blocks. And um, the beauty of that is, apart from anything else, you don't need to sit for hours on end on the phone to. <laughs> Virgin Media or somebody when the internet all. goes down. Obviously so other internet providers are available. Yeah. So um, we had those guys on site just surveying the infrastructure that's already there and planning how we can add to that because actually they're running a pretty limited supply, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it seems to be that there's no, I think it's no cable, so we're having to bring in a new line. We're bringing a hundred, is it a hundred megabyte line? Oh, one gigabyte. A gigabyte line? Yeah, a gigabyte, which starts off at 100, and then we can upscale if we need to. So Fantastic. we've got very much sort of stretched and elastic to yeah. increase that speed. And I think seemingly other establishments don't have that speed of Wi-Fi, so I think... It's going to be top, a big selling point, Oh, isn't yeah, it? top on our list is high-speed broadband. I yeah. mean, you know. And it's, you know, it's, it's a chunk of cost every month, but ultimately when you divide that between, ultimately there's going to be 14 units plus some maybe some commercial rental hire space as well. It, I it's, think 15, ultimately. Yeah, it works out really well, of course, when we convert some yeah. of the other spaces. So um, it works out as pretty cost-effective, and like you say, it's going to be a really big big selling point so that's really good um we have also been uh, going around planning in detail the installation of kitchenettes and yeah. we so we're looking at elfin kitchens for this one potentially yeah, yeah that's they, the route we're looking good, together yeah. they look really cool don't they they, they, they come in a box <laughs> they, they literally come pre-assembled um little compact kitchens um we're only going for kitchenettes in the existing rooms so essentially the definition of, i'm not sure there is an official definition of a kitchenette but um as far as we're concerned and also as far as airbnb are concerned when you list on there um it's we're having a a microwave but also it has a convection oven function yeah. so we do essentially have an oven but a microwave a sink and a what am I forgetting a fridge, fridge a fridge with storage but they're really compact they can fit neatly into little spaces they look really, smart, they look really they? cool they're in keeping I think with that kind of modern feel that we've got at the hotel so um so we're measuring up for those we, we, there was a little bit of to and fro with the plumber wasn't there about yeah. the um, water supply and how much of that water supply is drawn from stored water because yeah. obviously from a legionnaire's point of view you can't be using stored water for um, cooking and drinking yeah. so yeah. we're trying to work out the logistics of that we hope that isn't going to get in the way too much but there's um, obviously as with all challenges there's ways around it yeah know, always ways around it and to solve and I think that's why getting the contractors on site really early and leaning on their expertise because, you know, we were merrily going around putting kitchenettes in where we thought it was logical and the plumber <laughs> came straight in and said, well, that's yeah, that, that's a no-go, that's not going to work, I can't get the waste to there. And we had a broad understanding of that, obviously, from previous projects, but still, it's, it's useful to get their eye on it. So I think we're getting close to being able to put that order in. We just need to check with the fire consultant who we've got coming out on Monday yeah. that having microwaves in the rooms doesn't add any uh anything too much extra in terms of the fire safety i mean it's it's pretty robust i think anyway given the fact yeah. that it's operated as a hotel previously yeah. but oh and um, the, the other space we've forgotten to mention which actually if you're listening you might be able to help us with this one is we've got a conference space mm. 
which we're... Well, we're planning to turn it into yeah. a conference space. So this is a sort of new area for us. Obviously, it can operate the same model in that it goes on our systems. It's a rentable space. We rent it per half day, per whole day. But we're getting huge variations when we sort of look into this for the actual cost to hire the room. Yeah. So if anyone's out there and has got experience or has knowledge of room hire, then, you know, please do message us. And, and You're crowdsourcing your research crowdsourcing. Yeah. via the podcast. Yeah, I like so. it. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. We're not trying to create work for ourselves or our team because this will definitely be a more hands-on process renting out a room but at the same time i think it's going to be some time before we can justify converting that into more rooms which we may ultimately do but if this is a success then we might stick with it and um we've looked at serviced office projects in the past yeah. and um you know it, it actually dovetails in quite nicely with our systems so yeah we've been brainstorming on that one we've also been doing all of the boring stuff right we've been <laughs> switching utility supplies well you have oh, um, getting quotes from linen companies and trying to compare the purchase of linen versus the hire yeah, of linen, linen yeah. and um, speaking to laundries and basically everything that that we know that goes into setting up properties like this. We've got a pretty ambitious lead time. We want to get this place up and running by mid-July. I have been saying early I July. I'm starting to a... relax towards <laughs> mid-July now, but I think we should have a countdown at the end of the podcast yeah, up until, you know, countdown we're, two. <laughs> we're, we're accountable now, aren't we? I've said, I've said it on the podcast. So that, that's what we're aiming towards. So um, we will we will keep you posted on how that one uh, kind of goes through. So the other, um, the, the main reason, I guess, having the fire consultant out on uh, Monday, um, we would be getting a fire risk assessment done anyway. There is an existing one, but you know just it's just due diligence and um and professional to have our own fire risk assessment done but also the way that cut long story short the owners of the property have split the title requires blocking up the door course, yeah. we have now discovered or realized having been on site that the door that they're proposing to block up that represents the end of our title as it were is a uh, a fairly integral fire escape route yes. as it currently stands so just looking at it through my eye from having done these projects before um, I think there are going to be implications for blocking that up uh, in terms of creating another fire escape route um, there does seem to be a logical solution in my mind which is that there's almost like a flying freehold walkway towards this connecting door isn't there yeah, with windows yeah. on one side and it may be that we can turn those windows into a fire escape door and have an external fire escape staircase coming out down into the basically or go into what will become the car park yeah that, that's kind of crossed. yeah how i would see it i mean that's going to be a cost um ultimately but um i do think that's probably the route we're going to have to go down but ultimately this is not something that um anybody should be um making up as they go along and and putting their own spin on so we're getting the experts involved we've got a fire consultant we managed to find the the, the fire consultant who worked on the original hotel yeah, so which is useful yes yeah, he knows the building yeah he's familiar with the setup and the building so we're hopefully uh, going to get some clarity on that on monday uh, also with the kitchenettes and then we can continue to really crack on so i'm back on the road first thing monday morning down south i'll spend another night in the haunted hotel will you call in by gloucester services That's i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure a sausage roll will call me as i head down the m5 um so we did have time also for a nice dinner, though, didn't we? We managed to squeeze did. in a nice dinner yeah. because we've onboarded a new member of staff. 
Um, so we are really excited to welcome Jenna to our team. So Jenna joins Danielle as our second hospitality manager, but Jenna will focus um, uh, more on the kind of sales and marketing side. Obviously, we've got Eaton House to push, but equally looking at driving our direct bookings is uh, and has always been uh, when, when we came into 2023, that was a big Focus, uh, focus for us, wasn't it, to really increase the percentage of direct bookings because we don't pay commission on those. Um, so we're really excited to be developing our team. Um, question I get asked a lot, just really quickly, is why we don't use, I mean, I guess they are VAs, but they're just UK-based VAs, yes. but essentially they're self-employed staff as far as we're concerned. Um, so why don't we pay uh, £3 an hour to hire a, 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 yeah. a foreign VA? Um, I get asked that a lot. Um, I don't know what you think about that. I, I think for me, it's very much about um, building the team because it's a people business and we are people, people. Does that sound really? People, people. Yeah, people, people. Uh, and it, it, it's all about taking ownership of what we do. And, you know, part of the incentive for the team that we have is that they earn an element of commission on direct sales. Yeah. So for them, they're invested in the business. They want to see it, it work. And it's nice to be able to be on that journey with people. So we know, you know, like Jenna and Danielle really well, and it's nice to be able to be part of their life's journey. Yeah, and I think like you know, support them and, and sometimes work with them as well. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm -hmm. As in, you know, using uh, an overseas VA, which we have done for our wider property business in the past, is is absolutely a fantastic option to do. In this instance, I think that not only the uh, the nature of our business in terms of mm -hmm. customer care, in terms of corporate sales, um, all of that side of things, but also it's it's actually a big why for me. It's a big part of my why in yeah. doing this. I find it really rewarding. I know you do as well to be growing a team, and most importantly, to be growing a team who love being part of the business, who, as you said, use the word ownership, who take ownership of what we're doing, who love our properties just as much as we do, mm. and nothing gives me more satisfaction in a in a sense of actually I've got no ego attached to this. I don't need to see our name above the door um, to see our company thrive and to see our fantastic staff uh, running it, enjoying it, meeting with each other, discussing the properties. Yeah. You know, I love all of that side of it, and yeah, we're paying a premium for that in a sense, but equally. I think, again, going back to the nature of the business, sorry, I'm just rambling here, but going back into the nature of the business, the, 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 the what sort of engagement would we be getting from a VA uh, in terms of them feeling part of the business? And, yeah. and, and that's really what we're trying to achieve, isn't and it? And also, for us, it's, it's, it's the guest experience as well. And one of the things we do with what we're going to do in the next couple of weeks with Jenna is get her up to the Midlands, get her to see the properties. Because when a guest rings up and says, where's the lockbox? Oh, how does this work? How close am I to the cafes, restaurants? And if the girls actually stay in our properties, which they will do, they know firsthand of the advice yeah. to give. We have systems that cover all of that, right? Like A lot of this is automated. I, I, I still find it staggering, actually, that we can be, we're soon going to be operating nearly 70 units, um, you know, spread. Uh, across across the UK, in essence, and the fact that we can do that with two effectively part-time members of staff running all of that aspect of it, I think is really amazing. I think that's what makes it such a, yeah. a fantastic yeah. business. But as you say, um, 
for them to um, stay in the properties, to experience it and to understand firsthand what they're talking about when they are helping guests yeah. and um, see what they're selling, I guess, from a sales and marketing point of view um, has massive advantages. So we're really excited about that. It's great to be um, growing the team um, alongside obviously growing the business. And it's I think it's really going to be an interesting 12 months really as to where we see ourselves are exciting and yeah I, I, I'm really I am excited to see where we will find ourselves in 12 months time and I want to know if I actually work harder or less harder leaving teaching there you go <laughs> I would hope less hard because the beauty and the goal behind all of this is to allow us to focus more on working on the business than working in the business yeah. and that's always the goal isn't it and that's yeah. what we're still striving towards working towards and you know we're already in a totally different position on that than we were just a year or so ago so yeah i think it's going to be a really interesting few months one thing we still need to cover off the valuation of little haze people will be on tender hooks i'm sure yes. waiting for our update where are we up to well we do have a valuation. So we now have a valuation. Um, uh, so they have um, agreed uh, to provide a residential valuation for the bank after much pressure yeah. and after a great deal of toing and froing and time. Um, so to say it's not the valuation that we were hoping for. No, it's still a good it's, it's still a good it's okay. Still yeah, it's okay. It's 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 fine. It works. Yeah, it works. Right. In that it, it it pays back our angel investors, yeah. um, which is obviously the key thing. Um, but it does mean that there'll be a chunk of the money that we, we put into it from our other businesses that will stay in the deal. And then we would be switching on to an ROI there in terms of cash flow and having that money paid back to us. We were hoping that this was going to be a money in, money out deal. But we're not letting that rest, are we? We are no. appealing the valuation. And the bank appears still to be on our side. The bank does appear to. They've taken an interesting stance because we've put forward a load of evidence as to why their justification behind that valuation doesn't stand up. Mm. I'm not going to go into that in detail now. Maybe we'll cover that in another podcast. But um, we, we, we're challenging a lot of their assumptions around lack of comparables and also the parables that they have used um, and I believe we've got evidence and justification to back that up and the banks seem to be supportive yeah, at yeah, this stage um, I, I, time will tell what that means in terms of how far they can actually um, take that because ultimately that you know they will need to to lean on that the, the, they're not valuers themselves yeah. so um, again we're, we're a little bit in limbo on that one aren't we um, we have had uh, a valuer to come out and look at it from a sales perspective. So we're also looking at our second exit and we're waiting to hear back on that as well. So um, again, over, I would hope the next week or so, maybe by the next time we record the podcast, we will have a more more direction on that one. Um, I feel better. Like it wasn't the, the valuation we were hoping for, but at least I know where we stand. Yes, it's, it's being in limbo, which I think is the worst thing yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah. And it, it, it works. It's just not not exactly where we want it to yeah. be. So we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep working on that one. So we will keep you updated. And ultimately, we've got an amazing product, which people seem to love. We were there again the other day, weren't we? And every time you oh, walk through the yeah. door, it's like, yeah, this is fabulous. <laughs> and we've got some lovely comments from the sales agent who yeah. obviously is pitching for our business. But I genuinely think she was bowled over by yeah, the absolutely. by the property. So yeah, we will keep you in the loop uh, over the next couple of episodes.
Okay, let's move on to the second of our new features of the podcast. This is when we ask you lovely, lovely listeners to send us a DM on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast with any of your own problems, challenges, issues that you are facing with your own holiday let or serviced apartment properties. And this is when we unleash our secret weapon. <laughs> this is that time when we better call Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you? Hi, Kim. <laughs> I'm really good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Good. Excellent. And now I don't know if you listened to the first episode of the podcast, but I gave you quite a big billing, a big you duo. Did quite a lot so yes. no, no pressure a lot of pressure <laughs> i described you to somebody the other day as a one woman swiss army knife i think that's uh no, oh, I like that. everything. yeah it's just got an, <laughs> literally an answer to everything yeah. I, think. <laughs> I think i think Brilliant. the thing he was was when we sort of first started on this journey together and we had just had Meadowcot, so Meadowcot, as you know is very close to our hearts yeah and um one of my concerns was that when i when we wanted to go back and use it ourselves, my concern was that when I walked through the door, I would feel as though someone else had been there. And when we stayed for oh, the first yeah. time, I remember thinking, oh, my God, it feels like nobody has been here but us. And do you remember oh, right. your lots of chocolates? And I just because I thought that was so lovely and just testament to you and your team. Of what Thank an amazing you. job you do because okay. you do that's yeah. enough sentiment oh sorry yeah a bit slashy oh. there. <laughs> <laughs> no well that's great because that's exactly how we want all of our guests to feel so it's a home from home in all of our properties and we want everybody to think that they're the only people to ever stay there yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's, it's that, really important that's not it? easy to achieve either is it i mean you really are at the cold face yeah. like you you, you, <laughs> you see it all right you know you you're literally first line of defense in terms of working walking into a property that may or may not yeah. have been treated in the way that we would hope and yeah. oh, absolutely and it's hard to not take it personally like so we've spent hours cleaning it getting it ready for these guests and they come into a spotless home and then they leave it um yeah. not so nice well, and sometimes i just have to take a step back and just think right well at least they've had a good time they've enjoyed themselves and this is our job this is what we do we come in we make it look yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but what what i thought we'd start with um in this episode while we wait for the um the listener questions to come flooding in I, we actually have had a listener question we're going to come on to that but i thought it'd be oh. nice for people to get to know you a little bit and 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 to start with a couple of kim's top tips so uh okay. some advice that you've got for anybody that maybe has holiday lets themselves or is thinking about getting into something like that what would be your top tips for them do you think when people are coming to stay at a property mainly they're there to sleep. So if they haven't had a good night's sleep because the mattress is lumpy, the duvet's too thick, uh, the linen's too scratchy, then they're going to be grumpy the next day. They're not going to enjoy their stay yeah. and then that will reflect on your reviews. Yeah, that's, that's the bottom line, isn't it? Like, I guess most people when they're setting up a holiday let will have a limited budget to some degree. You've got to decide how you're going to allocate your money and it's, it's working out what's the best where's the best place to spend that and you know you, you highlight yeah. mattress, you know good quality mattress good quality linen like linen is like you i know you guys supply the linen for us and it's um it's exceptional quality and it's like sleeping on a cloud 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, nobody ever remembers whether the light switches were brushed chrome or white plastic, but they remember whether they slept well. It's all about comfort. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Any other top tips for us? From a cleaner's point of view, once the cleaner's been done, just, you know, when you've loaded up your car, you've got everything out, go back in as if you are the guest. So you're taking your shoes off, you're looking at the floor, are there footprints on the floor? Are the skirting boards dusted? You know, you're hanging your coat up, you're looking up, are there cobwebs? You know, just pop the lid down on the loo, take a seat on there and just look around, you know, is there any toothpaste smears still on the outside of the, the basin? You know, stand in the shower. If it's raised up, you know, what can you see at that height? Just, that's really good yeah, tip, isn't it? That's the attention to detail yeah. you need, isn't it? Two minutes walking around could save you a lot of heartache because I take it really personally and I read reviews um, on all the properties that we manage, on all of the platforms. Um, and any slightly negative feedback we get, you know, I'm straight on the on the messenger to the owners saying, what was the feedback? What did we not get five stars for? What can we improve on next time? You know, um, and if we have missed something really obvious, when you go back in, you're like, oh, no hand towel in the bathroom. But if you don't do that and the guest goes in and they see that, then they're then looking for more problems like, oh, well, they've forgotten the hand towel. What else have they forgotten? And yeah. then it can just escalate. So That's just it. take those few moments, take a breather, just go and have a look. Um, yeah. And if it, and you know, it could also stop you having to go back out. You know, it's nothing, there's nothing more embarrassing <laughs> than having to go and knock on the door saying, sorry, yeah. we've got your tea towels. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, just, is, that is such a good tip. It's, yeah, it it's so important. And I, I do remember the first time you did that, actually, and um, you and I were, were sort of blown away, really, weren't we? Um, because I think you sent me a WhatsApp message and you said, oh, I've just been looking at the reviews. So already we were bowled over. Um, <laughs> and we, were, we were looking at reviews and I've just noticed that the cleaning allocation score in Airbnb, so it gets broken down into different categories, yes. has dropped from 5 to 4.99. Um, has anyone mentioned anything that is like so that i think that's when we realized we were onto a, a good egg oh, okay. <laughs> um, well i mean it's our business and it's your business so yeah. if we're not hitting the mark then that's affecting you and future bookings you're not going to have trust in us we lose work so it's just working yeah. together just you know just keeping an eye on it just yeah, Anything we should do to help, it's we a will win, do. It's a win-win situation then, isn't it, for everybody? Um, mm, definitely. So we did get a question um, from okay. um, one of our one of our early adopters, one of our one of our early listeners over on Instagram. So Graham Brilliant. has asked us a couple of questions, which we'll we'll, we'll try and tackle really quickly now. So the first okay. thing he's asked is a really interesting one. He talked about. Um, access solutions so different ways that you can give guests access to the property so ranging from your your bog standard um key lock boxes where you've got the little spinning dials the the manual yes. lock boxes to smart lock safes which i know we use at some of our properties right up to the the much more techie kind of smart access door locks mm. that sync up with your booking software and all these kind of things and he yeah. was asking about whether we have a preference and also whether or not it depends on your target market particularly age group which i thought was an interesting question because we <laughs> yeah. actually have had some examples of that haven't we we so have indeed say. yeah 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 i mean does yeah. your stomach drop when you look at a property and you think oh no it's got those locks or you look at one and you think oh yeah they're going to be fine <laughs> 
Um, for me, the bugbear are the spinning dial ones because nobody can ever get them lined up properly. Okay, that's interesting. You know, it's oh, just... I'm surprised about that. I thought you'd say the sort of high techy ones. Yeah. 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 Well, well, yeah. You say no. that though, but did you see Kim's videos? No. Kim's Kim's instructional <laughs> videos were like top draw. Like you know, like I I'm, one take wonder. <laughs> I, I've never I've never got further than having my hand feature in the video, but oh. Kim Kim was full on, you know, in full actress mode, like documentary maker. It was oh, brilliant. <laughs> so with that particular property, because there's two doors and they open. Um, opposite angles so you there was no way to do it and I tried I tried and I had to get my stepdaughter involved to you hold the phone for me no it was awful so at one point I had the phone in my mouth trying to get the oh. camera angle right to, because you need two hands to do the doors and it wasn't working so I had to get some help and um yeah so it That's ended up brilliant. being me That's in front so of the camera <laughs> Um, I think it is important to bear in mind your target market and um, yes. you know what yeah. what sort of age demographic you're going for, and therefore what type of access solution mm. you provide. Yeah, I mean, I think the older generation are always expecting somebody to be stood on the doorstep with a bunch of keys, handing it to them, and that's yeah. not practical. That's that's never going to work. So yeah. we have to go with the times and. Um, with these systems that you guys have in place, where you do have an online portal, everything is online. There is that those steps in place. Yeah. Um, so to have a smart lock isn't yeah. um, out of because that's you, the, the same. That. You've made me think the same thing goes for guidebooks, right? Like again, yeah. um, the the I was trying not to call them that, but the older generation um, when they turn up mm. a property, they're they're still quite like to have a flick through a folder whereas want, I'm, yeah. I'm quite reluctant to leave well, to folders honest, in the in if, the property and now yeah. all our guidebooks are online and sometimes that does cause a slight uh you know it's it's a bit jarring isn't it with what the client actually well, from a cleaner's point of view coming out of covid we couldn't yeah. have folders in there um, and if we did, then they were the, the laminated, which we had to sanitize um, and swap out for 72 hours. And yeah. it did get ridiculous. So having everything online is just brilliant in my, for my point of view. Yeah, yeah. and it Absolutely. is good because we can update it then as well. You can update it instantly. You <clears throat> excuse me, you don't get it stuffed with takeaway menus and it, you know covered in yeah. sticky sticky fingerprints. And yeah, I think yeah. that's the way to go. But I think there is... Um, there's, there's a sort of, I guess there's an education piece, but also just making sure that you've got um, lots of different ways for the guests to get in touch with someone if they have any questions so that we can direct them to where they need to go for the information, I think, is the mm, bottom line, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so there was a second part to Graham's question, though, and I'm just, I'm just okay. mindful of time here. So um, we're going to quick fire this one, okay? So okay. in 10 seconds, we're going to go round. I'm going to go... Caroline, I'm going to go to you first on this one. Is that because you know I'll take longer to make my mind up? No, 10 seconds, <laughs> short, sharp, few okay. words. Hot tubs, yes or no? Okay. Um, as somebody who has rental properties and would have them in there, no. But I do quite like a hot tub. <laughs> so you're a, you're a, you're a, a no, no for what practical reasons? Yeah, okay. cleaning, everything else. I think it's always... A, a bit of a minefield with those ones. Kim, what about you? I'm kind of with Caroline on this one. 
Yeah. I love a hot tub. We're going um, somewhere tomorrow with with a hot tub. So I can't wait to have a soak oh, in there. But from, <laughs> but from a cleaner's point of view, no. I'm a no. I am what a no. Totally? Yeah, I'm a no. I, I just, I can't. Like, listen, like, they are very sought after. That's one thing I will say. Like, yeah. if somehow you feel that within your team within your systems you can manage all the various like moving parts then maybe because they are really really sought yeah. after like we're part of facebook groups and they're, they're just constantly bombarded with people saying i'm looking for a property for these dates must have a hot tub has to have a hot tub has to have a, they're really sought after but from yeah. a maintenance point of view the fact that and not everyone realizes this you have to completely drain you, them yeah. between yeah. every single stay then you've got the cost to then heat up that water you've got a cleaning team that potentially have to stay at the property either longer or come back again because it takes that long to fill up a large hot tub yeah um, well, you have to be, you have to have the right certificates to be able to to do yeah. hot tubs, to change them over because of the chemicals and all sorts. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're adding in a, an extra wheel to the to the cog there yeah, because absolutely. the cog to the... I worry about broken glass yeah, um, and, and, and bits and pieces like that that might not be obvious. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, well, I think we're fairly clear on that, aren't yeah. we? Like, don't get I me wrong, so. like, will, will it add value to the guests is it sought after would it potentially mean you could charge more yes potentially but i for me the the costs outweigh the benefits absolutely, absolutely. yeah yeah sorry graham but it's a no from us yeah it is yeah sorry graham <laughs> sorry, you're graham. gonna have to forgo that hot tub i'm afraid um, kim thank you so much i know you're was well, are you super have you got more work to get on to now or are you on, on the wine this evening what's where are you oh, on definitely now? on the wine tonight you? yes, yes. yes. <laughs> you've got a well-earned break this weekend don't you again on I the, have, yes enjoy your hot tub thank you very much i will <laughs> yes <laughs> and i'll enjoy not having to clean it when Absolutely. i get out you just yeah. leave the property yeah. and just that must be a novel experience kim thank you so much yeah, and we you, will well, we'll speak to you next week Thank yep. you. Speak to you next week. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. There we go. We're done. We're done. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Guys, Kim was super nervous recording that snippet <laughs> with us. Really was. I only mention that because I know there is no way you will have noticed. I mean, how natural was she? Oh, yeah, she is just brilliant. She's a star. You do realise, though, Caroline, these guys are going to totally outshine us on the podcast, right? No doubt. I wonder if we will even make it to the end of season one but before we get voted off by the listeners. <laughs> How many episodes are in a season, Caroline? Uh, right, West Wing had at least 23. <laughs> um, How many episodes are in our season, oh, Caroline? Um, we don't know. We've never talked about it. No. We've never talked about it. I guess um, uh, we will keep going until we need a break. So last week you were compared to Felicity Kendall. Happy to take that one. From the good life. And this week we have actually been Tom and Barbara for real, haven't we? We, we have, we've been, yeah. we, we, had a, we had a really fascinating day this week, uh, spent with some local suppliers in the New Forest. Oh, which that was all, just amazing. It was, it was yeah. really, really interesting. And we'll tell you more about that in a second. Um, but where that fits in our whole business is this is part of our Stay New Forest brand, which is the management agency we've set up 
or um, holiday lets down on the south coast down in the new forest and we are working hard to build an experiences arm to the business aren't mm. we um i think I, I genuinely think that this is where uh, the value is i genuinely think this is where the industry is going so we we feel quite strongly that we want stay new forest to be known not just for its beautiful accommodation but also through the fact that we help our guests enjoy a genuine and authentic yeah. new forest experience and that's what this is all about is creating that creating those memories and creating those experiences because ultimately at the end of the day you know there are there's lots of fabulous accommodation out there. We certainly do have some showstopper properties, but what people will remember from their trip is what they did while they were yeah, staying with you. Absolutely. And if you can make sure that your brand is intrinsically linked to those memories so that they go, well, yeah, when we stay, we stay in your forest. They've got some lovely places to stay, but also we get all these fantastic discounts, local places to eat, local cafes, but also we had this experience mm -hmm. where we were able to do a chocolate making class or a cycling tour of the forest or, you know, foraging and all this kind of stuff. We really almost like build whether we will eventually get to the point where we're building itineraries for people, who knows, but providing those experiences, I think is something we feel passionate about, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and 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 the the advantage that we have for that is that it it's not a case of just putting the link on the website. It's very much a case of we are able to offer concierge service. Yeah. So with Danielle, um, who will probably front this one up, um, it will be a case of we have one central point for both guests and the people that we partner with on experiences. So it's a lot easier for everybody, really. Danielle deals with the guests, she gets all their requirements. She then liaises with our partners and can very, you know, can build up a rapport with those, yeah. those partners. And, it's, yeah. it's, we, we have the team and the infrastructure to do this. Mm -hmm. And um, we're passionate about the area ourselves. Um, we are passionate about um, helping to showcase what the area has to offer and all of the fantastic local suppliers. And it would be a shame if people just dipped in and out um, of, of Airbnbs and hotels in the area without getting that authentic yeah. experience. There's so much to be done. So um, I think that uh, this is something that we're really looking to build on. Um, it's interesting. Like I hear a lot of service accommodation operators, some, some big names in the industry talk a lot about trust and talk a lot about repeat custom. And I'm not sure I buy it, or at least not in the way that they're going about it. I think ultimately, um, the way that we're going to do, because let's face it, Airbnb was founded on the premise that you would try different places. Yeah, that, that, yeah. It, it, It's almost not based on brand loyalty at all, is it? No, um, and I think that's the way the market's moved. Gone are the days where you would stay two weeks somewhere and then, you know, book it. We have so much, our eyes have been opened up to the world to go and stay in various different places. So maybe it's just me. I would never go back to the same place yeah. again. And no matter how much I always wonder what else is out there. And I mm. like to try different places. And that's the whole ethos. And I think people that is, uh, I think a lot of people share that that sort of travel ethos. And um, clearly, you know, we are um, looking to build a brand. We are looking to build a brand that exists outside the online travel agents, the Airbnb and booking.com. So people do come back to us. But I don't necessarily think it's the properties that will do that. As much as they're lovely, I think the reason that people will have to come, and this is where I think operators are missing a trick at the moment, is they will come back to us because of how we were able to create memories for them yeah. during their trip.
Okay, now there's an element of that within the property itself, but also what can you do on top of that to create that overall experience? And I think that's where the industry is going. There, there are, I hear a lot about saturation. I hear a lot about because there's, there's so many holiday lets in this area and etc. And really, it comes down to how you're going to differentiate yourself. And I think that's how we're differentiating ourselves from the competition in the new forest Definitely. is by genuinely engaging with local providers and suppliers, not just yeah. paying lip service to it, but genuinely engaging them. Yeah, I, I agree totally. And there's so many things that we can do. We've only just really scratched the surface. I'm actually using this full transparency now to um, spend quite a lot of time down in the new forest and uh, stay it's a, down it's there. It's a tough job. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, so on Thursday this week, which is why we're a little bit late recording the podcast, um, we uh, we had an appointment, didn't we, to go and see some artisan suppliers yes. um, in the forest. So we went and spent some time um, with Jen at Naked Jams yeah. and with Kerry uh, at Chocolate by Miss Wit. And we went to see their little setup that they've got. They've got a fantastic little setup in the forest. Um, they sort of share some some com commercial kitchen space and some kitchen gardens and that kind of thing. And it was absolutely fascinating oh, uh, seeing what they do. Yeah. But also their passion, right? Their passion for what they do is incredible. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, they were both so passionate about what they do and about how to engage everybody that goes on their experiences and uh, making sure they get the most out of it, even down to the point where Jen was saying that, you know, when, when she takes people on her, I think Mark's going to talk a little mm. bit more about what the, the actual discover tour is but getting people to put their phones away and actually be in the moment mm. of that experience yeah. and just take in and breathe in what is the new forest really so jen at naked jams they they, they she creates um these amazing jams mm. out of local produce but but produce that has um uh, been um sort of grown locally yeah. but that fits into her wider thing which is foraging yes um so she runs foraging tours around the forest and she teaches people um what is edible and what isn't edible um, stuff that we would never have, because she was even walking us around the site and showing us, you know, these, what I would consider to be weeds and grasses yeah. that, that ultimately are edible and can be used in different ways. And they run a tour where they, they educate people and they show them around, but also then they have the opportunity to um, use some of the stuff that's foraging to create, maybe it's jams or pickles. And I think they did cocktails yeah, as well. Yeah, they did. I, think, I can't remember what they call it. It's the tipsy tour. Yeah. <laughs> And she's a really fascinating person to listen oh, to, isn't she? Because definitely. there's a real demand for this. Like she is basically foraging for the stars, isn't Absolutely. she? In a sense, I mean, she was name dropping some some pretty pretty big A-list celebrities that that go and spend time with her and do her foraging uh, experiences. So we're really excited to bring that to our mm. guests. And again, I was just struck by their their passion for what they do, and if we can play a part in making that accessible. To people and showcasing that then i find that uh, quite rewarding and yeah. really exciting and i want to go on a foraging tour i know I was, anything else. It, it sounds sort of quite cheesy but i was actually quite humbled with the amount of time that both kerry and jen gave to us yeah um yeah so uh, so yeah considering the people they did they were really generous with their time and the chocolate 
Kerry's chocolate, chocolate by Miss Wit was fabulous, wasn't it? She's she was won so many awards. Um, we we were we were admiring all the certificates in her office, and she was we. Uh, it's as we said, it's a tough job, right? I mean, we had to spend needless to say half an hour tasting, yeah, tasting her chocolate, and um, it, it was it was fabulous. I, I came back to the jam actually. I love that um, black currant jam. Oh no, incredible. mine was the rhubarb rhubarb. And... You'll never remember that second ingredient. No, I knew it was May May. Anyway, she'd been was, to China. It was Eastern, yeah. I'd never heard of it before, but it was really interesting, wasn't it? And I didn't um, realise that rhubarb was actually from China. Mm. And when it first came over, we were 17th century, bit of a random fact here. Uh, we used to eat just the leaves and then someone came over. The Chinese told us we were eating the wrong, wrong bit. bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There you go. Look how educational this podcast is. Mm. Um, but the chocolate was fabulous. Uh, and again, the, the sort of passion that, that goes into that. And um, not only are we, uh, has, has that cemented in our mind, our welcome packs? We've been working on these welcome oh. packs for quite some time oh. to, to, to to obviously make it so welcome back is something that you would put into a property for your guests um, when they arrive and we want to be able to offer various levels of welcome pack and it really cemented in my mind that the luxury end of that welcome pack should be the local produce aspect yeah. of it so we're going to have some chocolate in there we're going to have some some jam in there potentially as well some apple local jam. apple juice um and locally so made brownies as well yeah locally made brownies so so that sits well to me i think that's consistent with what we're trying to do but it was a fabulous day and um yeah, I know. I know you're particularly excited because we may have to divide and conquer a bit over the next weeks. So I think I'm going to be hightailing it down to Yeovil. You're going to be off doing jam tasting and chocolate eating in the New Forest. I think I've got the raw horse. end of the the yeah. deal here. But paddleboarding, um, horse riding, foraging. Yeah, I'm. I'm quite looking forward to the next few weeks. Quite literally living the good life. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, that's a wrap for episode three. I really hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you get a minute to give us a follow over on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast and tag us on your own socials, that would be amazing. All right. So what cliffhangers have we left everyone with this week? Well, Firstly, will our appeal on the valuation at Little Hayes be successful? And will we be allowed to block up the fire escape and install kitchenettes at Eaton House? And most importantly, will Kim manage to enjoy some R&R in the hot tub this weekend or will she end up cleaning it first? Yeah, I really hope she ends up enjoying that. <laughs> and don't forget, we would love to hear from you over on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast. Send us a message to say hi and let us know what you think of the podcast. And don't forget to send us a DM with any questions you have about running your own serviced accommodation business. And we will do our best to help with some of these live on the podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. I thought something we can add in for next week. A minute around thing.